Welcome to the Empower and Flow podcast. I am Francesca and I created this podcast for success-driven women who want to become truly empowered, tap into their feminine energy and get in flow so they can accelerate their growth. Get ready to get inspired and learn how to let go of the hassle of control, overwhelm and perfectionism so that you can embrace your natural feminine flow, reach your true potential and achieve your goals with more ease and fulfillment. Welcome to a new episode of the Empower and Flow podcast. Welcome to episode number 22. And today I have a guest. I have Vanessa Miller with me to talk about body image. And really, this is such an important topic for women because we all, I mean, we all have good and bad body image days, but sometimes our body image really affects how we feel in general about ourselves, how we feel even then in other aspects of our life, not just, you know, the relationship with our body but the more in general it affects the relationship that we have with ourselves on all levels um also our self-worth um feeling good enough feeling um you know how we feel in our relationships as well and so this is why I wanted to have Vanessa with me today because she works with women in depth about body image, on body image, health in general, and fitness, but I mean, in a more holistic way, which is what we're all about here on the podcast. And we're also going to talk about beauty, feeling beautiful, and how that is so important for us women, just feeling beautiful unapologetically, without trying to be modest, without, you know, being afraid that other people are going to be feeling uncomfortable if we think... Um, and behave um, confidently around our beauty, our body, um, and feeling beautiful in general. And it's such an important conversation because very, very often we just um, hide, you know, we hide the shiny part of us. <laughs> and we're going to talk about this really with Vanessa, but sometimes we really hide ourselves almost for one reason or another. And this is absolutely something that affects us on so many different levels. So, I'm going to introduce to you Vanessa and then I'm going to leave you to the interview because it's a really, really good one. So Vanessa works with women healing from weight and body image narratives that have been passed generation to generation. She uses intuitive eating strategies, hormonal regulation, relationship and emotional counseling, as well as energy medicine and connection to spirit in the context of fitness to provide a holistic experience of health that allows for physical healing as well as soul healing. And oh my goodness, this is so important. And you'll see that we're going to talk about finding the divine in all of this. Um, Vanessa has a Bachelor of Science in Nursing in addition to a personal training diploma. She's a certified nutrition coach. She's a Reiki master and above all she's also a woman who has struggled herself with finding the divine in her body and so she really knows the, in and, the ins and outs of this journey. So without further ado, um, here's the interview with Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Welcome to the Empower and Flow podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful that you asked me and provided this opportunity. 
Yay, I'm so excited. We have a beautiful conversation for our beautiful women listening. So to get started, I would love for you to just really share more about your journey and your story, because I think um, it's a story, it's a journey that I can relate to personally, and I believe many other women will be able to relate and see themselves in your journey as well. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like there's so much that's gotten me to the point where I'm at right now. So I hope I don't, you'll let me know if I'm going on too long. Um, but, uh, I, as a, you know, teen, uh, preteen struggled, um, in a lot of ways. Well, there's a few things. So I definitely, in regards to, cause I kind of combine body and soul. So I had found Bible camp and church at about the age of 12. And um, I had really, um, I really dove deep into that. And looking back at it, I thought that that is when I found spirituality. But I now know that in essence, actually, I was spirits with us the whole time. Um, and as a young girl, definitely had it flowing through me much more than I did when I was uh, in church. And it became very dogmatic and, and much more like oppressive and patriarchal. And I didn't really realize those things until, you know, older now looking back. So um, 12 years old, found the church, um, really got into that. And then I also at that same time, a lot of shame about my body. I think the two kind of coincided. There's some sexual and femininity shaming that happened in the church that also happened um, in school, you know, those things are all happening simultaneously. So I um, also went through some other childhood um, experiences that were, weren't so pleasant and put on a lot of weight, um, which made my teen years very hard and then to my 20s. Um, and I think the really painful part for me is that I felt like I was doing all the things, you know, like waking up at 6am and doing 50 crunches in my bedroom, and then I'm going to go for a run and, um, and just feeling like I wasn't getting anywhere. And, and just so frustrated with my body, you know, like just looking in the mirror and crying and just being like, oh, like I, I hate myself. And that's just such a horrible way to live. Um, so kept busy through my 20s. I, um, I uh, took my bachelor's degree in nursing and then worked as a nurse. Um, and that's a very busy job. Um, I've always been very busy, very filled with fire, um, fairly active. So, so that carried me through um, my 20s and was moderately happy with my body. Um, and then um, I had my daughter. I found CrossFit. I really loved that style of movement. I loved the short, um, shorter workouts at the higher intensity. Um, I think maybe in a more naive state, I loved the competitive aspect of it. I've definitely transitioned from that now. Um, but yeah, I was working still full-time 12 hour shifts, days and nights, had my two year old, three year old, um, and just decided that was too much for me. So I went back to school and became a personal trainer because I did love, um, movement and fitness so much. Then I opened up a CrossFit gym. Once the gym was opened, I, uh, went back and got my nutrition coach certificate as well. Um, all the while still doing some nursing and, um, going through a marriage that wasn't serving me, uh, well at all. Uh, so I sold my gym. I, um, maintained some of my nursing, um, roles for a little bit longer until I was able to, um, really dial in 
what I wanted to be as an online nutrition coach and personal trainer and made it much more holistic, much more um, authentic. And from that point was able to leave nursing. So now I um, have purchased my own house. I um, have my daughter with me and we have a great relationship. I work from home. Um, I haven't nursed in six months, which is really freeing for me. It definitely served its time, the 10 years that I've done it. And I've got so much experience from it, but um, I'm really loving what I'm doing now. Um, I do one-on-one mentorships with nutrition. I do, because I have the nursing background and nutrition coach and personal training, I do do a lot of um, hormonal regulation and, and, you know, grounded nutrition work for people who, for concrete goals, um, and definitely the movement is part of that, but then also introducing that intuitive aspect. And um, I think I also put there, I also got into Reiki and got my Reiki master. And, and I don't really love the term Reiki, but I do believe in this like inviting spirit or divine in the body and, and kind of melding the two. So, so I do one-on-one mentorships. I have a group fitness program um, and that's kind of where most of my energy is now that and the, and the divine touch or the Reiki sessions that I'm doing. So. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. And I love that, you know, the, the fact that we keep busy, you know, we have like our, I think the teenage years are really, really hard for everyone because it's just such a change and it's about discovering who we are. So as women as well, like I, I also have like, um, it was also like a, a difficult period for me. I think it was for almost everyone. But then, yeah, keeping busy in your 20s this is such a theme, you know, because you have that fire and you're like, if I can just push hard enough, things are just going to happen, you know, for me. And on one hand, it's true because hard work, I do believe it takes you places. Yeah, for sure. And the problem is also that it has a price. And when you lose yourself, working hard and just being in the hustle and grind that is not a good thing (laughs) it's never a good thing it leads to burnout all sorts of things and super misaligned experiences um, relationships and all of that and I'm also so happy you touched on the hormonal aspect and the intuitive aspect which is so interesting um and yeah, because we also talk, talk a lot about hormones here, but in different way, because we talk about, you know, cycle thinking and working more with our cycle. So it's yeah. just a different way. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I know, um, I know that I would love to ask you what the women who come to you, you know, and that when you do hormonal work with them, you know, you work on hormonal regulation with them. What do you, what is like, what do you typically see uh, for that in terms, in terms of a lifestyle that they can improve? Because I know the busyness and the yeah. high, high, high cortisol mm-hmm. definitely impact can have, can really affect our hormones. Absolutely. So, uh, so I would definitely say that that is um, most of the women that come, come to me are either in that place where they're still they're still like grinding it out, right? They're still working really hard. They're high achieving women who, you know, hardly sleep and are their super moms or they're, you know, super workers and they're very, you know, whatever it is that's keeping them very busy, but out of touch with their body, which you're so right is what happened to me. Um, Out of touch with that intuition piece. And so, yeah, I was doing all the things um, and it felt like I was getting through life, but I lost that joy, right? You lost that. I don't know, je ne sais quoi, whatever it is, that <laughs> is 
um, that makes you feel much more present and, and authentic in your life um, because you're just kind of going through all the things. Um, and to touch on what you said too about like teens, that's one of the, I also run an empowered daughters project where I give, where moms and daughters can work together because for me, and this is where the hormonal piece is very important. Um, I just wish somebody had told me the concrete hormonal evidence around our nutrition. That would have been such a game changer for me um, because our diets are important and the food we eat and, and how we, um, how we eat is very important. And it was sort of just diet culture, you know, low fat and eat as little as possible was the messaging that I thought I was, should follow, um, as a teen and in my twenties. And that just doesn't work. Um, so yeah, so what they're commonly experiencing is exactly like you said, burnout, um, loss of connection. They're feeling very irritable and frustrated um, with themselves, with their family, with their coworkers. Um, life just is starting to feel like a grind or like a burden. Um, and then physically, you know, they're gaining weight. Um, they or they're not seeing the the reflection of all the work that they're doing in the mirror, um, and they're just feeling really low in self esteem. Um, so, so weight is what usually causes the weight gain is a symptom. I believe that's a symptom, um, of a lot of this stuff is what commonly brings them to me. Um, so then we work together on balancing out their diet, um, and their nutrition landscape so that they are off of the, um, I call it the blood sugar train, um, which is a, a roller coaster essentially that we're on. Um, and there's actually a lot of research to show that blood sugar and insulin regulation is one of the um, one of the leading hormonal factors in so much adrenal burnout, and then some of the things you're talking about, like PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, it, it can it regulates all of your other hormones; they're all connected. Mm -hmm. um, and then even you know with that like restrictive mentality that we fall into when we're teens and we're just thinking eat less, do more. Often we do a lot of damage to our thyroid in that. Um, yeah, it's, it's really awful um, because our metabolism slows down, which is again, so frustrating because people are like, but the, everything's telling me if I just eat less and move more, it'll work. Well, no, your body's going to outsmart you. It's going to slow things down. Your thyroid's going to come to a grinding halt and guess what? You're going to gain weight mm -hmm. or you're going to that. And then also paired with that binge restrict mentality that will start to happen when we, when we make food a culprit or a bad guy. Um, so yeah, to your question, weight gain tends to be the symptom mm -hmm. that they come in with, but that it does compile to a lot of other things, gut issues, um, and definitely some, some thyroid regulation issues, adrenal issues, um, you know, coldness, constant coldness, um, and then problems with their cycle for sure. Yeah. And then, I see a lot with the cycle too, uh, with women is that they'll start with me and then they'll get their first period and they're like, well, you know, it's that time of the month. So here come the chocolate and the cookie cravings and, and all this stuff that they, they believe is just naturally going to happen when they, when it comes to that cycle. And when we start working with their hormones and regulating through nutrition, sometimes their brain will, is still so conditioned that they think they're going to crave those things but actually they won't. Yeah, totally. And sleep, sleep disruption is another thing I see a lot of too. Mm, yeah. And all, all this I can relate <laughs> because, um, so I used to do ballet and as everyone probably like it, this is very well known, even outside the ballet, 
world, um, dancing in general, uh, but ballet even more. Um, it's very, it's very restrictive and competitive and um, yeah, it's a very hard environment you grow up in. And so that I totally remember, as you said, like, and this was also my friends, I remember, I never got into any, um, anything serious, uh, luckily. But uh, I do remember like the restriction mentality. Yes, you have to eat less, move more and dance more and move more, work out more. I do remember like all those things. And I guess what, like the hard work and let me and that mentality, right? The hustle, work hard, um, feeling so disconnected, led me to burnout. And then I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune yeah. disease that concerns the thyroid. And there we go. So, um, and absolutely, I've been working with um, a um, naturopath, I think this is a holistic nutritionist, sorry. And um, she, we've been working a lot on regulating my blood sugar <laughs> to support the whole system. So boom, 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 you, you just said all the things. But I think yeah. this is for every single woman, just yeah. every single woman. And that also because then the weight, I think the way that we look in the mirror, like we wake up and we, you know, it's normal to have a bad body image day. I think mm -hmm. it's just normal. It happens mm -hmm. because we're human, right? But it affects how we feel about ourselves when we look in the mirror really affects the rest of the day and everything that we do and how we show up. And so I know body image is a, you know, hormones, like in the whole lifestyle affects hormones and then hormones affect how we look and how we feel. And then because we feel like crap and we think like we look like crap, then we go into even more grinding, even more restrictions, oh. which, you know, it's a cycle, you know, better than me. So I, I think that there's this, unfortunately, reluctance to talk about these things when, when women are younger. So I've actually had clients as young as 11, um, which I welcome. And again, I said, that's why I created that um, Empowered Daughters Project program, because it's like, I remember when I was getting made, my mom didn't want to talk about it, right? And no one wants to like um, address the weight issue. If you're that young, it's sort of like, just love yourself anyways, and it's okay. And so then you're kind of left to your own um, devices, which often, you know, I remember Googling, what do anorexics, what is anorexia? And like, that looks like something I could do. Sure. I just won't eat or, you know, become a bulimic. That seems to work for people. Um, ugh. but, uh, because no one's talking to those women, like we're scared that we're going to cause a problem by offering nutrition advice, I think. Um, and with this 11 year old that I worked with, and I worked with other teenagers too, um, you know, she was weighing herself daily. She was already down the restrictive road, sadly, you know, um, learning, you know, from watching her mom do like slim fast shakes and stuff like that. So, so there are, it's already there. Right. So can we just invite it in? Can we just say, Hey, like, this is actually, I would just love to give you this information because I feel like if someone had told me that, like I already said earlier, and saw me struggling and said, like, let's actually just work together. If this is an issue for you, like here, there's actually a solution um, that doesn't mean that you have to starve yourself. We can make food not the enemy and your body not the enemy. We'll just actually address your hormones. This, this diet of, of, you know, what was I eating? Mini wheats and, uh, mm. you know, carbohydrate, refined carbohydrates and just convenience food and stuff like that isn't going to be the key. Um, 
so yeah, there's just that reluctance to talk about it with young women, I think, that like leads them to, to search down these other paths that are way less healthy. Like you said, you learned it kind of from your friends, like nobody was, was giving you concrete advice. So that's a bit of a passion project for me too. Yeah. I love that you share that for sure. And as women, sometimes you're scared, even as adults to say to our friend, I know I have like now older friend, like my age still from the dancing world, um, that time that I, I know are struggling, but it's really hard, you know, to get to them. Well, now, because we're not in touch anymore, but in general, I think as women, um, even among us, it's really hard to just share this information because we're afraid of how they're going to react because we're very sensitive and it's such, it becomes such a taboo topic or like just a topic that you, you know, you don't tell your friend that you let them do their own thing. And then you just say something if they ask you, but no, like, no, this is, (laughs) this has to stop and you know what I do because of course you're not it's I don't think we also we don't want to assume that they have a problem with it either right like I also remember looking at looking at women my age who had these voluptuous bodies like that probably weighed I hate weight (laughs) is never a determinant but they they had much more um curvature to them let's say and they looked beautiful and I would look in the mirror and be like why don't why don't I feel that way that they feel? And I don't know if they had a problem with the way that they looked because they were quite beautiful for me being so athletic, very athletically inclined. I was frustrated because I didn't feel that the reflection was me. Does that make sense? So even though we might have weighed the same, same stats, uh, I didn't feel that the mirror was an authentic representation of myself. And so that's where I got frustrated. And so what I tell a lot of the women too, because you never want to just project on someone like, Hey, are you, you look like you're gaining weight. Like, ugh, that's not a yummy thing to say, but to be able to share your own shininess, like if you're expanding and if you're growing and if you've done some nutrition work, that's really helping you feel embodied and you're getting more confident, don't hide that because when people see a beacon, they're drawn to it, right? Be a beacon. And then, and then that opens, you can be an invitation, um, for those around you who might also be suffering as opposed to being, um, uh, you know, um, somebody who's pointing the finger at them. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And because you said this, I wanted to ask you if you like just very, in a very concrete way, um, in a very practical way, what can women who are struggling with their body image, um, do and if they feel like you know they feel like they are too big or too small too many curves not enough curves um all sorts of things um what can they do to find peace in their body again with themselves again because it's all that that matters in the end it's that we feel good um both in the sense of physical health and for mental health and for confidence and just living life you know yeah So I'm going to say something that, um, I think we talked before might be a little bit, um, off the radar here, but the first thing that I think women who are in that situation can do is honor the fact that that's something they feel as opposed to just, um, I think too often we're fed, just be at peace with your body, just love your body, no matter what, because sometimes, and myself included, my body was my oppressor. It was it was a very much a reflection of my binging that was happening and some emotional things that were going on. Um, you're allowed to want a different goal. Like you're allowed to, to, 
to recognize that your body might not be reflecting something. And I, and I, with every single client that I work with underneath the weight goal is something different, you know, like, or the food, there's something there that that's not in alignment. And so, so if you're frustrated with your body, there's, there's likely a reason for it. And, and we can talk about that and address it. So the first thing I would say is that if you're having that kind of frustration, own that as like something that you give yourself permission to feel that. And then you can work on some solutions, like try to find some resources or a counselor or a nutrition coach or something to help you get in alignment with those goals. An intuitive eating coach is a beautiful thing um, because you're allowed to want it. So I would say first, you're allowed to, to want the change and just give and just allow that piece. I've said allow like what, 20 times, because I just feel like we too often trying to push it away or, or and then you get mad at yourself for not being happy with your body. So that's not fun either. So that would be first. Um, and then secondly, as a nutrition coach and personal trainer, I would say to move as intuitively as possible. Um, I work with so many women who have this negative relationship with movement, right? Workouts are um, punishment. They've been the oppressor for so long um, and they're very resistant to it. So if you can find a way to move that just feels um, more divine, that's a lot of my work is helping women find a movement strategy that, that they actually really enjoy. The best movement is the movement that you do. Mm -hmm. And then finally, hormones. Like the, I, we can't stress enough, and I'm sure you've noticed with blood sugar regulation, it is a mental game changer. Um, so for a lot of my women, when we first start changing the nutrition landscape, oh, there goes the like incredible irritability in the afternoon and wanting to like strangle my children. There goes this um, uh, resistance to sleep because I'm so hyped up from from blood sugar that I, from the candy that I ate right before bed. Um, when we regulate that blood sugar, they experience a lot of emotional changes and a lot of um, mental health changes. It's really quite rapid and quite dramatic, and they can actually see themselves in a different light. So when I say blood sugar, obviously there's more to it, but the concrete piece that women listening can take home is that their um, meals become more balanced. So anytime we're eating a carbohydrate by itself, you're going to get a blood sugar spike. So I, my, um, a lot of the work that I do involves balancing out every meal. So yeah, carbohydrates, they're not the enemy at all, but let's eat them with protein. So many women are not eating enough protein and then fats too. Fats have been vilified a lot and they are huge for hormones. We need fat, um, to feel satiated, to feel full, to create the hormones that we, that make us feel good. Um, you know, I can go on forever about how serotonin and all of our feel good hormones, even melatonin, which helps you sleep. A lot of that stuff is generated in our gut. Um, so yeah, we need fat, protein, and carbs at our plate. Um, and I would definitely, um, drive home the protein piece. Cause I think 80% of women are not getting enough protein in their diet. Yeah. So great. <laughs> yeah. That's super, super tangible. Thank you. I think it's going to be really, really helpful. And I love the allowing piece because sometimes it's just so, yeah, we don't, it's just, you know, we don't want to admit to ourselves that we want change because we yeah. don't feel good in our body. And that's the number one problem, right? Because if we don't even, if you cannot even admit to yourself that, huh? 
everything else is going to be a little bit more of a struggle. You know, it's already not easy to make changes, I think, um, because you need to maybe, depending on the habit, um, the habits of the person we're talking about, you know, you're going to have to make changes that can be also like big changes. But, you know, that piece is so important. And that also goes for it. Like this is something I, I often talk about emotions like allowing yourself to feel your emotions even if they're negative yes yeah so how um you know the negative emotions I think they don't go away like immediately and the negative you know this negative relationship or like thoughts about your your body and yourself doesn't go away like how do you typically how do you recommend to deal with those negative emotions and feelings and thoughts about our body and ourselves sure um I we spend every time I have a session with somebody the first thing we work on is what were your successes for the week so I and so many women they'll be like oh I did work out but I had to cut it shorter but I only did 20 pounds but I there's so much self-deprecating that that will sneak in when they're trying to come up with successes. But I challenge absolutely every single woman. I mean, even in our group calls, we go around, we need to celebrate success and something that we did, even if they're uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't care. You got to give me something. Mm -hmm. And and then it becomes more habitual. Like, okay, they'll start to, I'll start to see it in their journal reflections about um, less self-deprecating, more celebrating of something that they did. And it becomes more gradual, but we definitely focus first on what were your successes, celebrate something you did today. And we celebrate again, this is that like allowing piece because sometimes the big thing they want to celebrate is that they lost a pound and we have so much shame around that, you know, because we want to focus on not weight, you know, and I'm very much in that boat where I I don't have it totally tethered in either because I don't want to focus on weight only either. But if you lost a pound and you're feeling really good, or I just wrapped up with a client and she didn't want to say that one thing she really celebrates is that now she can feel her waist. Um, no, like celebrate it. That's okay. Your body, you're here in this body, right? You got this body for a reason. Divine gave it to you. So um, we can celebrate some of that stuff too. Uh, so celebration, I would say is the big, the big thing, finding something to celebrate, whether you're just reflecting on the week or on the day. Um, yeah. And another piece that I talk about too, is that if we were created in this divine image and divine is flowing through us, then when we look in the mirror, um, we can say like, I am beautiful or I'm, I'm radiant or all this stuff. And that's not being self-worship. That's like divine worship. I, I believe if divine is in you and divine created you, you can say, wow, look at this amazing thing that divine created. I'm so beautiful. And that's okay. I think we really have to normalize. And I say get shiny a lot in my group because so many women, they'll, they'll achieve their goal, but then they'll hide themselves because if people are looking at them. They might get a compliment and then what are they going to do? Or their friend group might start to sabotage them or whatever. And so I have a, we do a lot of talking around. It's okay to be shiny. It's okay to, to celebrate your body. And like, let's start setting that as the norm and as the standard that no matter what, we're all just super proud of ourselves and in love with our bodies and, and radiating. I love it. Get shiny. Oh my goodness. I love it. I'm going to write it for myself as well. You know, get shiny because we all can shine a little bit more, you know, no matter 
how good of a job you're doing to celebrate yourself, you can shine a little bit more. <laughs> you can yeah. let yourself shine, you know? And, and how many times have we stifled our shininess because we're afraid of making other people uncomfortable, right? Or we're mm -hmm. afraid of drawing attention or we're afraid of being vain. Um, mm -hmm. We stifle it. And I don't think divine wants that for us. We're supposed mm -hmm. to be shining. And, and in that shininess, like we talked on earlier, from there, you can be a beacon um, and invite everybody else to get shiny also. Yeah. And cycling and hiding in the darkness, then you're just in it with them and then we don't grow. Exactly. There's, it, it's not good for anyone. You know, no one benefits. So yeah. I love that you mentioned vanity because I know you, yeah, I would love for you to go a little bit deeper on that because I know you're very passionate about allowing vanity and um, mm -hmm. so yeah just go <laughs> share <laughs> I just yeah I just really love your perspective on this and really agree um so yeah I would love everyone to hear it yeah I think vanity has been painted in a negative light unfortunately um and yet we all especially as women have this piece of wanting to resonate and vibrate in the world in a very beautiful way um you know, that's, it's just seems to be inherent to our nature. I, my daughter is five and I was one of those moms who was like, um, she's going to be gender neutral and I'm going to no dresses. She's going to get in the dirt and no princess stories and really tried to drive that home. Um, and the girl is just drawn to shoes and wants to wear lipstick and wants her hair to be, you know, where she's getting that messaging from. I don't know, but I think part of it too is, and the beautiful thing is when they're that young, she'll look in the mirror and be like, man, I look good. Like I am beautiful. I love my hair today. Don't I look amazing? And I think, I think there's an inherent nature to our femininity and, and for us as women that we like to, to soak in our own beauty, beauty and, and really express through our clothing, through our makeup, through our image, um, something about ourselves. And, and instead of that being, you know, there's so much in the corporate world that's like, oh, she, she, she wore that low cut top and that's why she got the job or, um, you know, how dare she wear such a bold lipstick color to the office or, you know, there's like this shaming around it. Um, whereas I believe it's our superpower. It's what makes us unique. It's what makes us, um, women. And so when we kind of step into that role, I mean, even like, if you look at the 80s and how we were trying to wear when women were really like in the in the workforce or breaking in they're wearing shoulder plaids so we're trying to become men in these let's be women in the workforce let's be women let's wear the lipstick let's whatever you know or not if you don't want to but let's just express use our um our body and express whatever's going on um creatively within us as we want to um and stop denying that that matters. I think that's where a lot of the wounding happens for women is that they feel shame that they care about that stuff. Again, it's about the allowing. So they feel shame that they care about how they look. Um, again, I use my daughter as an example. She will, it's at first kind of triggering when she looks in the mirror and is saying, oh, I'm so beautiful like the conditioning, the generational conditioning in me wants to say like, be modest, like, but aren't you so smart? And of course she is. And it's very important to, we do that. <laughs> You're so capable and you do all the other things too, but you are beautiful also. Um, because when we say be modest and, and, you know, don't be so vain, 
but then I want her to grow up and allow herself to be shiny and have good body image. Well, that's, those are kind of conflicting messages. So, so even though it's a bit uncomfortable because it's a change from what's been happening generation to generation, I think we can open the door to, um, to really admiring and loving ourselves. Um, I even made a post about like rest days, you know, when we think about a work week, we work all week and then we have the weekend. And in that weekend, we're supposed to um, enjoy the fruits of our labor. You've worked so hard. Now you can spend the money, right? What's the point in working if you can't spend the money and, and enjoy all of your hard work? And I believe the same in the physical realm. If you've been um, focusing on your nutrition and, and really dialing things in and, and you're, you're working towards a goal and then you have a rest day or you just have a, t- a moment where you look in the mirror and you can reflect on yourself like, yeah, soak that in. Why not? Because otherwise, what's the point? If you're going to deny it, um, then there's no real purpose to, to your goals. Um, so, yeah, I don't think vanity is a negative thing. I think it is a celebration of, of again, our bodies and what um, the divine has, has created and manifested on this physical plane. You know, without our bodies, we would just be souls. <laughs> so our bodies are important. They do matter. They're the only thing that's keeping us grounded in this earth versus the other side, right? So so it's okay to celebrate them and it's okay to enjoy them and it's okay to reflect on their beauty. Um, I think that that's an act of spirituality, to be honest. Yeah. It is. I love it, absolutely. And I do agree it comes from, you know, really childhood, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of things. Because of course everyone um, can do the work to can work on we can work on our body image and how we feel about our, our body and feeling you know really comfortable in our feminine body um, mm-hmm. whether it has curves or not or you know however it looks like we can work on it of course but it's not easier to grow up with you know parents who helped you have that positive body image and just express yourself in whatever yeah. way you want it to you know with your girl who loves Barbies and does ballet like I was let her be if your girl yes. loves playing football and hangs out yeah. with the guys let her be you know yeah. um but just yeah and and it and, and can still be it is still a girl it is still a woman you know That's, sure. but for sure if you're more of a feminine woman meaning you love more of the let's say typical things that um women love like if you love uh, fashion and dressing nicely and doing your makeup and hair for example embrace it you know and um I also noticed a while ago I wanted to share uh, I made a post about you know Barbies and how they affect our idea of perfection um Mm -hmm. and I was I was thinking, I, rem- I, I remember I was thinking about, oh, should I say I loved playing with Barbies as a kid or will I be judged, you know, oh, such like so basic, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. she loves Barbies, oh, so basic, oh, but I honestly did and I, st- I still do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah I, totally. And, and that's a beautiful thing. I think you're so right. I really loved, you saw my hand on my heart there when you said, let her be, like just yeah, like just celebrate her for, for being who she is and, and divine's working in her doing their own thing. You don't got to worry about it. Um, 
and and they'll evolve into their own selves if we just let them yeah and celebrate them for exactly who they are um I loved playing with Barbies too so yeah I hear yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think sometimes I don't know like it's exactly like we we shame ourselves and um for being too feminine sometimes and you just you know, liking the normal normal I, I say normal but it's the wrong word it's the let's say typical things that women like but yeah it's definitely not right and um not something I love you doing that you're teaching that way um as a mom I really yeah. love that yeah and it goes both ways too I mean as I've really evolved in my fitness career um I've struggled with feeling too masculine. I know we've talked about that, you know, um, emotionally and, and stepping into my own and especially along with all that busyness that I was doing, but even in my body, uh, I have, I'm fairly muscular. I am quite lean and athletic. Um, but there's no curvature in my hips. I've got a really flat butt. So you want to talk basic. My butt is basic, but, (laughs) um, because I love to run and I can't, you know, and I know some of the the um, trainers out there are like, you got to stop running because then you could build more booty. Well, I could, but then I would lose that running, which is like my main like time connection to God. And I really love that source energies that I get from it. So I'm not going to do that, but, but it goes both ways, right? Like, so I have some had, I should say I'm stepping more into it, but um, well, yeah, it's always still a process. So I'll say have shame around the masculinity of my body, right? Or some of the masculine aspects. And what is the normal woman's body anyways? Like, does it even exist? And I'm sure you've talked on that on your Barbie. Like, no, it does not exist. We are all um, inherently ourselves. And and that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, something that you said. I mean, I want to also drive home because I think that I'm saying a lot of, you know, that vanity piece is, is, and we should allow ourselves to want these things. Um, but another key piece that I've seen women with that movement healing, um, there has been so much confidence and, 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 and celebrating themselves. That tends to start with movement for me when I, especially when I opened the CrossFit gym and it was a very female oriented community. And now I've got an online fitness that's female only, um, when they start to see themselves able to do the hard things they didn't think that they could do or they deadlifted something really heavy, or they ran when they didn't think they could run, um, whatever it is physically, that tends to be a really good door opener and and to celebrating themselves, especially like, I don't know if you're familiar with CrossFit, um, mm-hmm. but CrossFit, but like that group community kind of fitness aspect where you're not alone in it and then you can actually celebrate and, you know, pre-COVID you could high five <laughs> and like, you did so awesome, you know, and you're cheering each other on and and that's a really good place to start getting shiny also. Um, because I think there's a lot of, again, pride, but you know, self, yeah, celebration of, of what you accomplished and what your body did and how it felt. Um, and from there, then sometimes how it looks can grow from there. But I've definitely seen the movement can be a really healing piece for people, very empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I know, like for example, when I dance, for me, it's yeah. the way I express myself. It's the way that feels most natural for my body to do. You know, I tried many different things um, after I moved out um, from my parents, um, and I changed. Um, I said I essentially left dancing for a little while, 
And then I came back to it because I was missing it so much. I tried different things, you know, but that's what's most natural. And I love that you said earlier also about movement that um, to just pick the movement that you like, that feels most natural to you and that you will do. Because we have this idea, and this happens, by the way, this thing that I'm about to say is, it applies to all sorts of things, even beyond fitness and, and health. And But we tend to do things because it's, we believe somehow because of other people and social media, we believe that it's the best. It's the thing that you need to uh-huh. do uh-huh. to lose weight, to get promoted, to make money, yeah. to be one way to have friends to blah blah blah. and it's definitely like do what works for you you know and that is something that you're not going to procrastinate or skip or postpone um yeah and having fun I think this is something like have you noticed that when women have more fun moving and doing and also eating you know eating things that they love and what they love um have you found that it helps because it's only oh. fun and play is so feminine. Totally. I absolutely agree. Um, but having fun, that it's something that you enjoy doing, because like you said, then you'll actually go out and do it. Can't tell you how many clients I've worked with that are like, I just dread doing this Pilates workout on my app. Like, I just hate, and I'm like, why are we trying to do it then? Like, and they're like, I just want to be outside. I'm like, well, let's go outside. Like, well, you know, yeah, let's find the thing that you enjoy doing having fun doing it um, really. And that's when I kind of will dive into energy work and embodiment. Um, And then also in the, in the realm of community, I think that that's important to a lot of women, especially during these times are missing that community aspect and, and doing these workouts um, with people. And I think for a lot of them, unfortunately, they've experienced shame around the gym, especially if it's like a co-ed gym or that they can't, they don't want to go there yet because they're not able to wear the tights that they want to wear, or, you know, they don't feel like their body is in the shape that they want it to be to go to the gym, which is like saying, I'm not flexible. Therefore I'm not going to do yoga. Right. It's like, well, no, like do the yoga to get flexible. But so I think a lot of them feel shame around entering a public atmosphere with their movement. But then that, that community piece is really, is really big. Um, But yeah. So for that enjoyment, I think that's a lot to do with presencing. So if you're not enjoying it, you're going to disconnect, right? If, if it's a workout, it's funny that you should say that because I really have a thing against hiking. And that's always really surprises people because I live in the mountains. I literally have a mountain in my backyard that my daughter's <laughs> around all the time. And I don't, and I think because I'm so spiritual too, people are like, well, you must hike, right? <laughs> you must be one of those wild women. And I just hate it, <laughs> to be honest. So I don't do it. Um, but you feel kind of shame around that. Like, Oh yeah, I don't hike. Is that, am I still a spiritual person? Is that okay? I don't know. I like to do these other things instead. Um, but if I were to hike, you better believe that I'm not going to be in my body. I'm going to be in my head thinking about when is this going to be done? Um, you know, grinding it out. I'm going to be thinking about negative thoughts about, about, you know, how much I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. And then you don't really, finish the workout feeling full of energy and, and, and receiving from your workout. I talk a lot about what can you receive from your workout versus it being this like forced exertion. Um, because again, now I believe that we can infuse our workouts with positive energy. 
I really think that that makes a difference. And being that I've been in multiple gyms with multiple coaches, it, it makes a difference. If you have a coach that is negative and is berating you and it is not enjoyable, um, the workout's not enjoyable. Again, I'm not in my head or in my body. And then I leave there feeling depleted. Whereas if it's a positive environment and we are infusing each other with good source energy and like high vibes, um, I always leave there feeling more energized and, and I've received from my workout. Um, and the enjoyment of being present in my body, acknowledging that at that moment, what it's doing is great. And I'm really thoroughly experiencing every aspect of it as opposed to disconnecting. Mm -hmm. I love what yeah. you said about receiving from your workout because we you become otherwise it becomes a leap of energy, a huge leap yeah. of energy. That then you're trying to compensate and make yourself feel better about it. And so the, I think there there's another like you know the cycle of rewarding yourself, not celebrating, but rewarding for the effort. And that's yes. like for women struggling with body image, it might very well go to food. So yeah. it's, yeah, that's not a good thing to do. I think just, yeah, do just do something you enjoy and everything can work if you work it, right? So yeah, there's no point. And for me, for example, I cannot, I cannot, cannot do um, those boot camps where the coaches and the trainers are yelling at you. Yeah you know, that yeah. I can do. It just spikes my cortisol and I, I finished the class. Like I'm basically, I don't know, I'm trembling. I'm, I am so stressed out and then I need to do something else to just release the stress. But, you know, it's not for me. Yeah. Clearly. Um, I can relate to that too. And even um, I had talked a while back about um, competition needs to be consensual. Mm -hmm. And so, so, when I'm in an environment or if I'm like visiting a CrossFit gym or something and somebody is pushing me to beat somebody else, I will, because I was that way in the past. I'm like you, I will get into that cortisol state and it is not fun. And then mm -hmm. I feel yuck after, and I need to unwind and the workout was unendurable or I started doing things really sloppily in order to like beat. And then it wasn't honoring my body. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I don't know where I sit with competition yet because I'm sure there is a realm of divinity that can be there if you're coming from a really authentic place. I haven't really found that yet. I know I just know that now I'm like, I don't want to be invited into to competition. So if it's a really competitive atmosphere, then I might, you know, move forward or tell the coach even ahead of time, like I'm just gonna listen to my intuition on all this stuff. Intuition has been a huge force for me lately. Even when I'm picking weights, I like let intuition guide me on it all. And that's just needed so much more fun as opposed to. Mm -hmm coach said, I need to do this. So I'm going to do this. I mean, how many times are we looking outside of ourselves as for the compass? How many, you know, even with hunger, again, this is a big part of my work with women, because I think hunger is a big, um, when we start with hunger, we can heal that relationship. We can also transition into healing our relationship with intuition because we're, the, we're letting the clock tell us when to eat. We're letting, um, you know, diet culture tell us what to eat. We're letting our coaches tell us what to lift, how to move. Let's bring that compass back home. Let's bring it back internal and really dial into that. Um, and then you might be surprised that, you know, your intuition wants for you the same things you want for you, you know, that you're one of the same. And it doesn't have to be these external people or things guiding you there, that your own heart and that, that faith that your own intuition can get you there. 
Um, and it's a much more enjoyable process. I love it. I love it so much about the intuition. It's definitely, it's so, it's so important for women. It's so important mm -hmm. that we use our intuition, we trust our intuition, however that looks like, however you are going to get there. It's just essential for your well-being and all together. So I love that. As a last question, I wanted to ask you about your non-negotiables. Um, a few non-negotiables for your everyday things that make you feel really, really good and flow. That's, I saw that and I was like, what are my non-negotiables? Um, mm -hmm. Because I think it changed. I think being that I am such a high energy person, I would definitely have said that movement is a non-negotiable, but non-negotiable sounds so, so structured. And I, there are some days when I will do absolutely nothing. Well, not, I still try to get outside or something, but, um, typically most days it's very important for me to move, um, because mm -hmm. that is my to God. That's when I receive insights, especially running. I just know that that's, um, something otherwise I feel very restless. If I don't, I'm just so fiery. So that's one of them, but a big one that like really has come up for me lately is prayer. Um, mm. I think that I used to do a lot of one way kind of conversations or think that there was like this, um, intention setting and, and manifestation and stuff like that. And now I've just really come back to this conversation and made it very, uh, light and jocular or authentic. Right. And just, mm. just expressing, um, prayer and making it, uh, a two-way conversation has been really fun for me and very grounding for me. Um, so I would say that that's a big non-negotiable for me right now. Uh, it seems to be something that keeps me um, in alignment, keeps me, slows me down when I can get kind of so busy, like we talked about, that I lose myself. Um, mm -hmm. And the authenticity of it versus me just sort of making statements here and there. Um, again, I think that comes from like some of my church pastor. I feel like I need to start the prayer this way, say all these things and then end it here. And now I just can like lie down in my bedroom. Hey God, like what the bleep was that about today? And then laugh about it. And then I don't know, you know, I'm sure people, if somebody was listening, what's that crazy woman? Who's she talking to? But, <laughs> but you know, it's the same thing as intentions. It's just, I really have enjoyed the two-way conversation. So that's I love it. I think it goes back to intuition. What do you just yes. said? Mm-hmm. Just mm -hmm. really living in, in, intuitively, um, very oh. intuitively. Yeah, I and love I would it. Say a non-negotiable too, because that's been something that I'm trying to do. I can definitely tell on days when I don't listen to her, I am not in alignment, and they don't go well. But to say that it's something that I'm not well skilled enough at it yet, I still get caught up sometimes in mm -hmm. in past conditioning or habits. So mm -hmm. that's a yeah. Yeah, we all do. I believe we always do. It's always like a learning. Um, there's always more to um, to to unlock. Like it's almost like a game where you have a new level. Like oh, you got there. Um, you got to the next level, and then challenges again, <laughs> and yeah. then falling, and then starting again from zero, and then you know winning the game, and then <laughs> so true. Yeah, just when you think you're like. Yes, I've made it. I'm I'm a woman in flow, and I am so good at learning my intuition and conquer the world. And then the next day, you're like, I don't even know what intuition is. <laughs> <laughs> where is that voice today? Like I can't hear. Where are you? <laughs> Give me more coffee, and that never works either. So, <laughs> coffee doesn't. No, no, no. Okay. 
I loved our conversation. Thank you so, so much for coming here on the podcast and sharing all of this. This was really, really beautiful. And I really, I, I believe women are going to get so much from this. And um, yeah, I'm going to leave all of Vanessa's handles and where you can connect with her and how you can reach out to her if you have any question or if you want to connect with her or work with her. It's going to be all in the show notes. And um, yeah, thank you so much, Vanessa. Great, thank you. I hope that you've enjoyed this so, so much. And this was very, very helpful to really support you in, you know, loving yourself more and be more in your body, be more connected to who you are. And I have noticed also that there was a little bit of a, like a background noise um, that was a little bit too loud, maybe, and a little bit annoying. I apologize about that. I think it was um, my computer or Vanessa's computer overheating. This is how it sounds like, at least. Um, so I apologize about that, uh, but I hope you really, really enjoyed the interview otherwise. And um, yeah, let me know, reach out to me and Vanessa, let us know about how you, um, how this episode resonated with you, how our conversation resonated with you. And then I, last thing, last but not least, I would love, love, love to invite you to, on a consultation call with me, I have decided to open spots for consultation calls. So if you've been experiencing anxiety, burnout, overwhelm, over worrying, overthinking, and you feel like you're very, very in the masculine, in the doing, 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 and you would like to actually have more balance, more ease, and more flow, and really reconnect with your body, reconnect with your emotions, and just feel in flow, feel like just so connected to who you are and your emotions, and uh, yeah, feel that way, <laughs> um, then reach out you will find the link to book a consultation with me and during that hour or so we are going to really go in depth into how you've been feeling what you've been experiencing so far and we will also strategize together on what the next best steps for you are um, in terms of you know what to do to find um, the balance and the ease and the connection to your femininity to your emotions that you're looking for so make sure that you go book your consultation calls I have limited spots available of course because you're many and I'm one but I'm so so excited to really connect with you on those calls I hope that you have a beautiful beautiful rest of your week in flow and I'll see you in the next episode thank you for listening to this episode of the empower and flow podcast if you love this episode make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave your rating and review this would help us reach more women and change the way we live and work to experience more growth, flow, and fulfillment. See you in the next episode. Big hug, Francesca.